Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome to the mind over movies. <laughs> We're glitching. We're glitching. We're the the Matrix code is breaking, <laughs> and that's how this opening segment that I've devised is possible. Remember last week that disaster where we reached our hands into the jar and we couldn't find any fucking movies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've rethought the premise of that in time for Halloween season. Okay, I you know you've always had those like debates growing up, like what character would be other characters' ass. Yeah, um, and I think that we should put our two cents in real quick. Okay. on who would win in these matchups. Okay, um, Freddy versus Jason. Got to be Freddy. I think yeah, I think Freddy takes it just because. With the with the dream powers, like mm-hmm. there's just a lot more that he's capable of doing. I mean, obviously Jason's built as fuck; he's not yeah. gonna go down as easy. And if he can bring him into the real world, I, I think like the playing ground is a little bit more even. But if it's a dream, yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's a dream, Freddy's way more agile. Yeah, as well, yeah, and the, the the finger blades you can just do so much. Yeah, with those. for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, what about Norman Bates, Psycho versus? Um, uh, what's his What's his name in American Psycho? It's oh, oh, Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman, Psycho. Ooh, okay. I think I think Norman Bates would would take it any day because really, I think. Well, here's the thing: is I think Norman Bates is actually a murderer, and I think that Patrick Bateman just thinks about murdering people all the time. Oh, I mean, like okay. he is fit. I'll give him that. He's I ripped. He, yeah. He's <laughs> way ripped. <laughs> he's way ripped and he's got a great routine. And obviously, you know, very uh, nutritious meals that he eats every day. The For psycho, sure. I will say, we never see Norman Bates eat even a slightly nutritious meal. That's, Maybe not yeah. even one meal the whole movie. I'm, I'm going to say even if uh, Patrick Bateman doesn't kill people, he, he still works out. So I think if Norman Bates came after him. He would be able to just break his tiny little neck. That's true. That the boyfriend in Psycho, I mean, like mm-hmm. the 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 lover, like stops. Uh, yeah, yeah, Norman in the end. So I get. I guess it doesn't take much. It just Mm-mm. takes not walking up a flight of stairs exactly. or showering. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Norman Bates only murders people when they're like unaware. Unaware. Yeah. yeah. He's a true uh, serial killer. I guess. But. Indeed, indeed. But Patrick Bateman, I think, if he if he put his mind to it, he's an absolute unit. Yeah, winning. And uh, as in regards to nutritious meals, uh, Norman Bateman needs like a My Fitness Pal, and you know yeah. maybe once he starts working on his macros, he can <laughs> he can rejoin the fight. I agree. I agree. This is a personal uh, favorite matchup of mine, and, and apparently everyone's. Um, Alien versus Predator. Oh. Uh... And throw out the movies, okay? That's a bunch of constructed yeah, no, bullshit. Yeah, no. I mean, not the movies, but like the bullshit right, AVP alien, movies. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I'm going to say Predator. Okay, it's a really great matchup, honestly. I think mm-hmm. they're really, really bad. But I would say the aliens only have slight intelligence. But yeah. Predator is like super intelligent. And so, you know, if the humans can figure out how to kill the aliens efficiently, the Predator could learn how to do it in half the amount of time and do it much more efficiently with his array of gear and gadgets and stuff. So I think Predator would win. I I, I was thinking about this on the way home. And even though, so I feel like a people's bias of like the movies, like, you know, the fact True. that the alien movies are better than yeah. the Predator movies, like it gets them on the xenomorph side. I was just thinking Xenomorph is like probably something the Predator hunts like every other Wednesday, you know? Like, it's not that intelligent. It 
catches like a, a ship of you know miners unaware mm-hmm. but like when it goes against um you know even colonial marines like it doesn't stand a chance you know and the predator meanwhile right. is taking out our special forces for fun because it's exactly. a challenge you know i i just think like in terms of fighting the u.s military and also fighting each other you know gotta go to the predator gotta, gotta go, go to the, the predator, predator. Yeah. especially for fighting the u.s military you know we, good, I think good we, on you predator. yeah i think we just ended a, a years-long decades-long debate <laughs> <laughs> put it to rest i feel comfortable i, I do feel- too i do too as much as i do love the aliens and the, and the movies and everything and how cool they are like alien predator kills in the movies like never uh impressed me no. more than the alien kills in the alien movies like they're so cool but honestly i gotta say like yeah, the predator would absolutely fucking you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking? It would it would pummel. pummel yeah, 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 into into a pulp. Yeah. even. my god. Uh, well, that I I think those are the all the matchups I can think of. Do yeah. You, do you have any more that no, you would want to uh, see throw down? Not off the top of my head. I mean, are we going strictly? We're going strictly like horror, sci-fi. No, I mean, fuck it up, bro. What um, what what do you got? What do you got? The okay. What about the creature from It Follows? Did you ever see that? Well, I stopped watching it, but yeah. Oh, you stopped watching it? Yeah, I believe because we, we I think we've had this discussion. We've had Never. this discussion. Okay, I just always yeah. get hurt. I just always walk back yeah. into it and yeah. I and I get hurt. <laughs> I don't think we've ever discussed it on the podcast. No, I don't think so. What What's your beef with It Follows? Well, bro? I stopped watching It Follows. Wow, this is like a direct hypocrisy from our last episode. But I stopped watching It Follows because I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but and, no, I knew everything about the movie actually. And that's why I'm giving a three out of ten. <laughs> no, I haven't rated it follows or anything. I don't think. I think it's just on my letterboxes watched. Yeah. So keeping up with my trend, you know. Um, yeah, I stopped watching it because I found it extremely uh, boring. And once I, in the first like 10, 15 minutes, when I understood the how it worked and what it was an analogy for, I was watched ten like, to fifteen minutes, folks. I mean, I he's got like, it down. I got thirty minutes of the way through. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> And I just like I was like ah fuck it I don't feel like watching this right now. Granted, uh, it was four years ago that I was yeah, watching it, but true. yeah, I don't think you're alone in like disliking it. Like I don't know, like a lot of people hate on it online, mm. and like it's one that I really love, but like it, it seems like especially people who are um, residential like horror fans really hate on it. Follows a lot of people, I, and I wasn't aware of this culture are hating on Ari Aster. You know, they, they, they call Hereditary and Midsummer like, you know, Mommy's Milk for the Normies or whatever. Like, I don't... <laughs> How? What? That is a... What? I don't know. Like, there, there's these fucking people out there on the internet. And it's like, apparently, these horror movies aren't, are, aren't like, scary enough or, like, macho or fucked up enough for, for like, a certain crowd. Like, I don't know. Not every movie can be, like, fucking audition or whatever. Cultural reset, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just like oh, wow. everything's like, I don't know. Everything's such a snobbish thing. Yeah. You can't be into anything without no, someone yeah. fucking dunking on you for it. Exactly. I, you know that that's got me thinking though. Uh, Dune came out this week, and yes. um, it seems like film Twitter for once is at peace. You know, like people, right people like Dune. Yeah, and it's a critical success. It's a box office success, and the audience is digging it. Like, is Dune like the the messiah of science fiction <laughs> of, movies of cinema yeah. Oh, yeah well yeah i did notice that i was like okay wow there's um 
obviously there's some people that don't like it. If you look at Letterboxd and read some of the you know bad reviews, uh, whatever. But for the most part, on film Twitter, right? Film Twitter is all quiet on the Western Front, bro. Like everybody's getting along, and I love it. I love it, even though I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to tonight, but uh, everybody seems to agree even if they don't some person some person doesn't like it as much as the other they seem to agree that it is a good time yeah right it's it's entertainment value so i'm excited to watch it i'm excited to see i i think it's kind of um interesting that this is happening because um there's not going to be any spoilers for dune by the way we'll probably have a big discussion next week Mm -hmm. maybe um i will say dune is a slow burn it's like half a movie right now which uh as of today actually Mm -hmm. they've just announced part two so that's very fucking exciting yes and that honestly solves most of the flaws that i would have with it because it is incomplete currently like i and you know you say that and people are like oh so it's half a movie so it's like harry potter and the deathly hollows part one like no that has like a break you know that has like a clean ending this i mean it's got an ending but it's like that's the third act we're going into, and we're not going to see it. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. It was scary to be like, we don't know if we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't give us this shit. I mean, not- yeah, yeah. I, I mean, let's, let's, can we talk about, not necessarily Dune, but let's talk a little bit about things surrounding Dune. Because the movie is a talking point, but it's also spawned a few other talking points that many that you may, may know or maybe you haven't... Uh, seen yet but um for example the 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 green lighting of, of a part two um i'm starting to think that this might have been a um ploy by the studio to get everybody to get more people to go see it in theaters to mm. uh, you know kind of threaten the uh success not to say that it's not that it wasn't real that they is like if they don't get enough money they won't green light a second one obviously that happens all the time but for it to be so public like this, for everybody talking about it, every review mentions, you know, hey, go see it so we can get a part two. Like, we need the part two. And I feel like that was a main driving force in getting people into the theater to see it because they're like, okay, well, there's going to be a second one uh, and everybody's talking about how great, big, and grand this is. Uh, I'm going to go see it. And um, I don't know, maybe that was part of their uh, marketing ploy. I, I feel like we're just... um seeing like behind the scenes dirty laundry that always happens just come to light because of the conditions of this movie coming out like i think we're totally looking at like a black widow-esque situation where behind the scenes someone is not happy about the fact that this movie is releasing on a streaming service throws a hissy fit and it throws the whole like fate of the franchise into question you know scarlett johansson um, made it pretty clear um, that she, <laughs> I mean, made it pretty clear by suing Disney <laughs> that she um, she wasn't too happy with the fact that yeah. Black Widow was released on Disney Plus, you know, same day because that affects her salary. With Denis, I think it's more of a, a, a I don't want to say snobbier thing because I mean, I mean, it is snobby, but I also see where he's coming from. Having mm-hmm. seen Dune now, it's like. He never wanted this to be on a streaming service the same day it was in the theaters because he designed this movie to be viewed in the theater. And I think that his public hissy fit that he's been having for a while, you know, has just come to light. And <clears throat> I think it sounds like from the green lighting that most of the debate about whether there would be a sequel or not centered around the fact that 
Warner Brothers needed to not release Dune Part 2 on HBO mm-hmm. Max. And that, it seems like Denis argued that successfully, and that's why he's making it. Like, I'd, I'm starting to think, like, the studio was willing, regardless of the box office. Although, I, I can't say that it hurt that I told all my friends, you know, like, oh, we actually do need to see Dune because we don't know if it'll get enough funding. And I feel like a right. lot of people are saying that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's also tricky for Denis specifically you know him being the director because blade runner 2049 critical darling yeah love that movie uh box office failure at the highest degree and cost so much money to make um and so them giving him a shot at dune and and uh, you know kind of stressing like hey this movie needs to make some fucking money because I think two things are on the line dune part two and Denis Villeneuve's career <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know he, he's not gonna um, get a lot of these massive projects, you know, greenlit anymore. Because, and him and Christopher Nolan, um, they are each gushing about each other's newest movies. Like Christopher Nolan loves Dune, but mm-hmm. Denis loves Tenet and everything. But if you look at their filmography and their trajectory and their careers, they're kind of the same. So like Denis started off with super low budget indie stuff. So did Nolan, and then gradually each movie they made got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, to where now they've got their you know their quote unquote magnum opuses of you know of cinema these huge sci-fi mm-hmm. thrillers and um, it's it's kind of interesting um, that they're obviously ones the U from the UK ones from um, Mexico and uh, but their styles are, are pretty similar using even using Hans Zimmer a lot and yeah. they like to explore. <laughs> Um, some of the, like their movies are almost like the same, you know, I don't know. They're like, they're like the two directors of like every film, film bros, like in their top tens or whatever. Yeah. I know they're in mine. He definitely, Denise got some films in my top 10 and so does Nolan. So um, Nolan, I don't think is a, as art house as Denise though. Like oh, I, yeah, do, I do think that Nolan's always been a bros bro, like mm-hmm. filmmaker, but I think that you don't see Denise pop up pop up on most people's charts until prisoners when mm-hmm. he had been making like Bangers. oh shit what was uh what's the one incendi Incendi and uh enemy are his two like art house art yeah house. yeah and i mean enemy did come out after prisoners but people like always seem to skip over that totally one and did. they go straight to sicario well oh i, I thought enemy came out before prisoners but no well, no it's like sense. 20 it's either same year or 2014 yeah. Like, he made five movies back to back to back. And that's why people are saying, like, maybe he's got the best, like, direct five-film director run ever because he made yeah. straight bangers. My personal two favorites are Arrival and um, Blade Runner 2049. And now Dune mm-hmm. probably would be where I would start the end of his five-film run. Because I, I don't love Prisoners. And honestly, I don't even love Sicario all that much. But really? I mean, those are my two favorite of his five runs. Really? Yeah, those are my favorites of his five-movie five, five movie run. Is, uh, Sicario oh my gosh. and Prisoners. S- Sicario is pretty good. Like, I think what makes Sicario is the Roger Deakins um, cinematography, cinematography oh, there. Yeah, like, I think that's more like um impressive than any other element mm-hmm. in that movie which i i hate to say because i mean the story is pretty exciting and yeah i i do think that it, it's it's a good movie i just think mm-hmm. that like you have masterpieces like on the line like i think mm-hmm. arrival is where arrival really is amazing came into his own the, my problem with prisoners is i wasn't expecting um like a procedural i guess i, I guess i was hmm. expecting something a bit more um 
you know, groundbreaking. And then, right. it, I well, mean, it did have its twists and turns, but it was for the most part like a like well, a crime drama yeah. that you would see. Yeah. For for a procedural crime drama, though, I have to say it's probably the best fucking one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I guess maybe I think that genre has limits, which is oh, sad. It, it does. Because, yeah. It does. Yeah. But he did an okay job. He did a great job with it. No, that. yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a great movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing is you talk about the worst Denis Villeneuve movie, and you're you're Still talking, talking about, about a great Irene. movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I was okay. So I was going through and ranking all the Wes Anderson movies because I'm getting ready for French Dispatch this week. Hell yeah! And I I was kind of experiencing this effect where I was like, wow, I rated this kind of lower on Letterboxd, and then I realized like. I rate Wes Anderson movies compared to each other. Like, he's just set <laughs> yeah. such a high bar for himself that it feels so much like a disappointment whenever, you know, one of his weaker movies comes out. But those weaker movies are still better than most movies I see. <laughs> yeah. I just am so fucking um, critical and nitpicky right, when it right. comes to him at this point. Like, I, I, I had Isle Dogs low. It's only got, like, three and a half stars. And I was like, Isle Dogs fucks, man. Yeah, like, dude, I, it does. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> I can't believe that it's this low on the list. And then I looked at everything else. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what surprised me is Grand Budapest Hotel ended up in my my Wes Anderson top three. And I I, I didn't remember loving it that much. And then I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. It's like, that's one of the best, you know? Yeah. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is still my favorite. And I saw something on Twitter the other day where somebody was like, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has a different Wes Anderson ranking. And that, and they like that's really cool that everybody's mm-hmm. is different, you know. There no no Wes Anderson ranking is alike almost, you know, because everybody one person's favorite Wes Anderson movie is another person's least favorite, and then you know the rest just kind of fall in a, a weird order. But like everybody uh, connects differently with his films. For me, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox just it does it for me. That's that's got to be my favorite of his uh, close second. Um, or actually, I mean, second to is probably uh, Aquatic. Uh, yeah. Steve Zissou. Cause I have those flipped on my list because I, really? I do like Aquatic a little bit more. But I do think that um, I would show Fantastic Mr. Fox to people first. Because I, sure. I, I think that was my first exposure to him. And I think it's a great movie for all mm-hmm. ages, for all audiences. I think that's a timeless movie. Um, and I think it could easily become number one on my list after another rewatch. I don't know. I love Life Aquatic, but I, sh- I fucking love uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. You're a snob if you like Royal Tenenbaums better than those movies. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I just, I've always encountered, though, people who really love Rushmore, you know, like that's oh, yeah. their number one, or, or Royal Tenenbaums. And like, I want to, I mean, those are great movies. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I don't. I don't think they're Wes Anderson's best though. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I think a big part of that is he like really loved that love triangle trope back in the early days, mm-hmm. and he's walked away from it since. But like, I don't care for fucking cinematic love triangles. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess they're kind of boring to me. Gotcha. I don't know. Do you do you feel that way at all? Some of them are good. Ow, actually. You bring up uh, something I was wanting to mention. I haven't rewatched this film yet, but I'm gearing up for a rewatch because I thought about it the other day and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, Because okay. Stephen Chbosky is in the limelight once again for fucking a horrendous uh, movie, apparently. Um, he what directed uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's really confusing everybody because like how did the man that wrote the novel and directed Perks of Being a Wallflower, a movie that pretty much everybody, almost everybody, agrees is like a, a really awesome, or not maybe not awesome, but a really like grounded look into um, like trauma in teenagers and just like the coming of age genre. And then he makes Dear Evan Hansen. It's like, okay, the fuck? He was dealt a shit hand, and that hand being Dear Evan Hansen the musical, which, I mean, not to offend anyone who likes Dear Evan Hansen the musical, is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that show. Really? And I, yeah, and I don't even think that Ben Platt looks like a teenager in that, which, I mean, you're far away when you go see yeah, a show yeah. on Broadway. But, like, I, I just think it's not his fault. Like, I think it's this mm-hmm. producer that's Ben Platt's dad, making yeah. sure that his son gets everything he wants. So, like, you want to be Dear Evan Hansen again? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, true, true, true. I don't know. And just, like, it looks like a very um, by-the-numbers movie musical. Like, I, I don't think that this was a project of passion. I don't think that he... I don't think your director put his heart into it. I think he put his paycheck mm-hmm. into his bank account and then... Probably. A movie was made. I don't know. I just I remember being insanely in love with Perks of Being a Wallflower because I saw the movie. I rented it from my local library, and I watched it and I loved it. And I thought this is a novel. I'm gonna go read it. So I read the novel and then finished it. And then the same night that I finished the novel, I watched the movie yeah. again. <laughs> and then I've just continually like, watched. That's like a comfort movie for me. And it's it's a five star film for me. I, I love that fucking film. I think it does everything correctly. Uh, soundtracks banging there are a few uh people pointed out there's some cringy dialogue in there yeah um but to me i mean they are teenagers uh they think that come on eileen is like a indie song that yeah (laughs) has ever heard of which is fine which is where i first heard that song i was like this song does is fucks this is banging it's banging so yeah i'm gonna rewatch that movie soon and it has a little bit of a love triangle in it as well so i'd say that's Probably the best coming of age movie. Yeah. Is Perks of Being a Wallflower. Cozy up with your aunt on the couch and watch Perks of Being a Wallflower. Fucking hell. <laughs> watch the movie. Watch the movie. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I I did a. You, you, you said cringy dialogue, and that made me think of a movie I watched this week. I watched so many movies this yeah, week. We're not going to get them. through all, all of them, but. I had never seen Jennifer's Body before. Oh, me neither. This is a movie that, I mean, like when it came out, it was like hated by everyone. But over the years has gained like a real strong, like feminist, like positive uh, view Mm -hmm. from critics. So is Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox. Yeah. And uh, I can see why people really, really like it. And honestly, like, I think that it was obviously very misunderstood. Like I watched a trailer before we watched the movie and it was just like... Megan Fox is hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, and apparently there's a feature on the Blu-ray called Megan Fox is Hot that just shows clips from the movie where she's like attractive. And that is like completely misunderstanding the point of the movie, I think. Right, like, yeah. I mean, yes, Megan Fox is hot. And <laughs> she uh, has sex with people in the movie. And I mean, that's great. Well, actually, you don't ever see her have sex mm-hmm. now that I think about it. Um Shit, what was I going to say? But this is a very beloved movie. Like, a, a lot of people that I see on Twitter, you know, say this is, like, their favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And I want to like it more than I do. Uh, and, I, and I get where everyone's coming from, and I appreciate it. But, 
bro, the dialogue and fucking Jennifer's <laughs> body is pretty fucking cringy. Like it, mm-hmm. it feels like it might have been clever in like 2006, and then unfortunately for the movie, it was made in 2009. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's got like this really like awful like band that features prominently in it, and it's just like I don't know. I don't miss like. 2000s like emo rock so maybe this is just not my culture of like movie (laughs) right because i never listened to like fucking all time low or like pierce the veil or whatever and (laughs) maybe i don't get it you know i definitely listened to them so i might love jennifer's body you might love jennifer's body (laughs) i still listen to them (laughs) i liked it though i did i still appreciate what it was doing and i think that it's a sharp like dark comedy you know and i can see that it's not supposed to be viewed as a horror movie which is i that my theory why people hated it at the time is mm-hmm. the marketing led people to believe that it was like worthless trash, you know, just like womanizing even, even though yeah. it's the complete opposite. It's directed by a woman. It's written by a woman. It's got women as the leads. There's only like one male character that prominently features in this movie. And he's honestly a really positive and nice guy, which you <laughs> wouldn't expect. Right. But like <laughs> it's showing like a healthy relationship um and it shows you know some very unhealthy relationships yeah. that men and women have and it's also really fucking funny like i don't i don't want to give too much away but like the premise is like an indie band sacrifices jennifer because they can't make it as an indie band because it's actually really hard for indie bands so they sacrifice yeah. her to the devil so they can get famous <laughs> so, nice i mean it's a pretty strong concept going in and i, I think if you can get over like how 2009 it feels mm-hmm. like you'll have a really good time with it and maybe if you uh are not an asshole or are gay you know you'll like it even more <laughs> that's that's the thing that i thought the most is like this is definitely one for the lesbians. You know? yeah. <laughs> lesbians have entered the chat. Indeed. What, lesbians, what do you think? Uh, well, Jennifer's think? body. <laughs> Tell let, us. Let us know. Let us know. Um, I mean, all, all women. Uh, what do you our think queens. of Jennifer's body? Our queens. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wanted to finish that vine, but I don't, I don't want that to be my representative. <laughs> I love that video. Yeah, <laughs> where the too. guys are going at it with yeah. the lightsabers. I love the animated ones too. The all women <laughs> are queens. He's got the lightsabers. <laughs> if she breathes, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, lots of lots of good horror movies that I had never seen because I I also watched Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time this yes. week, and that's why I felt a little more educated talking about freddy right. krueger versus jason yes honestly pretty scary movie like mm-hmm. i had always thought freddy krueger was a more comedic character and maybe that's what the sequels do to him but in the first movie he's he's pretty much played mostly for scares mm-hmm. you know and he and he looks pretty freaky yeah and and the concept alone of being fucking murdered in your dreams and yeah. that's the one place that you're not safe is in bed it's like yeah like even like watching it now in 2021 even after it got me thinking i was like oh damn like what if i do die in my dreams that's that's scary as fuck like it's a very scary concept and executed well i think for an 80s movie i think it's like hard to not watch it and like Mm -hmm. not feel your eyelids like be a little heavy especially if it's at night like i i went straight to fucking bed after that movie (laughs) because i was like stay awake stay awake And that's always a mental trick I've heard. Like, if you're an insomniac, like, you know, if you stay awake for a while and tell yourself, like, stay awake, stay awake, eventually you'll go to sleep. I've never gotten the hang of that trick, though. Mm-hmm. I 
fucking and sleepless most yeah, of the time. Same. Anyway. <laughs> um that was good. I watched the Amityville horror. That mm-hmm. wasn't good. That was really boring. Okay. And that's all I want to fucking say about it because okay. it was so goddamn boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't see how it has a remake or yeah. sequels. Like I don't know. I, I and I'm being dead ass here. Like the five minutes dedicated to that tragedy and the conjuring is yeah. much better than the <laughs> fucking two hour movie right, <laughs> devoted right. to it. Um, in the original, even like I didn't even watch the shitty like Ryan Reynolds remake or whatever. Like this, oh yeah, this is the original. And it fucking sucks. Um, fuck, I watched so much. I, I like I can't keep up with all the things I watched. We watched Scream again, fuck another yeah. Wes Craven banger. Um, still holds up, still funny. Mm-hmm. I think it, it just also feels a little bit dated in parts though, because it is very nineties. And they reference a lot of shit that was going on in the 90s that was important. But, like, a lot of people won't understand today. Like, I don't know about this, like, Sharon Stone stalker thing that comes up multiple times in the movie. And I think there Mm -hmm. was some other, like, inside, like, pop culture reference in there. It's just like, I don't understand what that means anymore. (laughs) But I enjoy you, (laughs) movie. True. Definitely product of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that the horror genre has evolved enough at this point that... Well, I guess they are remaking. They or no, are they're remaking. rebooting. Rebooting Scream? Yeah, because Courtney Cox and... Um, yeah, everybody's Eve, coming back. Yeah, everyone it. comes back. So I guess they can't remake it, but it, it's a sequel again. I just uh, yeah, wish I it wasn't know. fucking called Scream. I know. that's the title of the first, first one. one. I think that's the worst trend in Hollywood right now. Is is remaking is, things and just calling it the title, like Halloween and then Halloween. Because we have three <laughs> different Halloweens to yeah. fucking sift through, and they are from three different timelines. Well, actually, the first one and Halloween. Halloween and Halloween are the same timeline, but not yeah. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> different timeline. And I, I, and fans have to do all the fucking hard work. They're like, oh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, or like, and yeah. there's the David Gordon Green oh, Halloween, yeah. and then there's the John Carpenter Halloween, which Ugh. the John Carpenter Halloween has this whole trilogy, but you should ignore the two and three because three is a uh, fuck. Three is a season of the witch. Yeah, season of the witch. What's it? What's the word that I'm looking? For? Anthology, Anthology movie. Anthology yeah. movie. Yeah, and it's not actually Michael Myers, and two isn't canon anymore because everyone hates the Laurie is, you know, Michael myers is like sister thing yeah except not everyone hates that because some people don't like that that's gone so it's like you can't please anyone (laughs) you can't especially in the horror genre Ooh, i can't i don't want to even think about horror movies anymore because i watch so many and i can't remember them right now what (laughs) sorry i do want to talk about them but what i'm thinking about right now is a movie that I think you also need to try and go see if you can in the theaters. The Last Duel. I know. I want to watch it so fucking bad. This you'd fuck with this movie. I'd fuck like, with this I, movie. I, I I think that you'd be really um really vibing with it. Uh, and I I really liked it. That's all I'll say. Is mm-hmm. like uh just a lot more interesting than you would think. There's a lot okay. more going on there than mm-hmm. the last duel you oh, know? oh okay, Ooh, oh, okay. Some perspective shit <laughs> happening yeah which <laughs> did you ever see that movie in like uh 2008 it has jack from lost in it and like the whole gimmick of it is like there's all these different viewpoints and like the president's like vantage point the, yes, yes i love that movie <laughs> i i don't remember anything about it but i still remember how cool it seemed yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah. would jump around from character to character what right. a gimmick <laughs> yeah it is yeah i remember watching it and be like well this is this is cool it's like it's like reliving the same event over and over 
from different perspectives, and that's cool. And I've heard that's what kind of what the last duel does, and I'm I'm excited to see that because that's that's it's. I mean, listen, Ridley Scott, he's only let us down a couple times, so I'm excited. I think he'll do good. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck written, yeah. and they have a surprisingly good catalog of <laughs> movies that they've written. Goodwill Hunting being one yeah, of the most yeah. critically acclaimed films of all time, and they <laughs> pinned it. <laughs> yeah. Right, and they're both in this movie and they're both very good i think the only complaint that i can lodge against last duel right now is uh worst commitment to accents i've ever seen like they they drop it pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) a couple of people keep their accents not most um they're they're not very french (laughs) it turns out um yeah that's that's all i can think of of movies that i've seen i'm sure i've seen more and maybe they'll come up We'll talk about Dune, okay? I'll just say I loved it. We'll yeah, talk. We'll talk next we'll talk. week. Yeah. Um, I hope you love it. I, I really know. Do. I do too. I'm I'm really excited to watch it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to out myself here real quick. I'm going to watch it on HBO Max tonight, <laughs> but I'm going to go see it in the XD theater when I get more time and more days off. I'm working two jobs right now, so. Um, finding time to go to the theater for a two and a half hour movie you know there's only so much time in the week but i am going to go see it in a theater but i just want to watch it on my big tv at home just to get it over with so so i can talk about it but and casey has been using his big tv and Mm -hmm. you know we're only about three or four weeks late. (laughs) we're only about three or four weeks late but uh there was a show that came out there's a show Oh, oh, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> LOL. I'm very late. Oh, my gosh. He's so late. He was so late that he didn't even realize that we were talking about it yeah. today. He thought that was next week. Yeah, I did. No, that's okay. Hey, do you want to out yourself now? Let's, you um, yeah, I didn't watch What If at all until two, no, not like a week ago. Like, not at all, really? Like, no, not at all. Like, I watched the first episode oh, two like- weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I was not interested to watch it at all. <laughs> like, I feel like this was a lot of people's experience. Like, we all put on the Captain Carter episode, and it wasn't, like, the worst thing in the world, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, very good yeah. either, and we just all stopped. And yeah. Then, I don't know, like, I came back to it, like, three weeks in, and they had two episodes out that looked interesting, and I was like, okay, let's jump in. And I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the sh- show is over now. Um, and it's mostly self-contained. Well, I don't want to say the word mostly. Is that spoilery? No. Fuck it. It's spoiler-free it's, right now. Yeah, spoiler-free, yeah. Right now. Right now. We'll, well, we'll maybe get we'll, into spoilers. Yeah. But, um, spoiler-free, like, I, I liked that it was episodic, um, for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's Marvel, you know it's got to have, like, a few connections back to the larger universe. And there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made me roll my eyes, like, spoiler alert, but, <laughs> um... <laughs> I just, uh, I think that with this kind of series, an anthology series is what um, I would still describe it as, you're just going to have such fucking varied consistency of quality because, like, you're going to have a couple good episode runs, you're going to mm-hmm. have a couple stinkers, you're going to have a real stinker with a meh one, and I mm-hmm. feel like this show really ran, like, through all, all of that. The, uh, yeah, in one, in nine episodes, it ran through all different possibilities of you know ratings i guess if if, if this show yeah. was live like actually on cable or something and every week 
an episode premiered and millions tuned in, the ratings would be going up and down and up and down and mm-hmm. up and down. It's quite quite the ride, um, which uh, is why I'm excited to rank them. I think that's the best yeah. way. Because like, it's hard to review the whole show yeah. because the whole show has nothing to do with itself for yeah, the it's, most part. It's an anthology, kind of. Like I, I would have to stick it with a five because you know it yeah. has very high highs and it has very low lows. Yeah, and then it has some middling like episodes. Like I don't know. Like to talk about the collective is difficult, and I think like what we have with this ranking that we're planned and diving into spoilers. Like I, I know if you haven't seen every episode, that might be frustrating that we're jumping into spoilers about everything. But like whatever yeah. you know it's marvel it's in you know what they they say everything's super important to the universe it's okay it's if you okay. don't watch the show spoiler it, it alert really is. you're gonna be fine <laughs> yeah 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 if you want to watch it but if you don't want to then you really don't have to but we're gonna jump into spoilers now with our little ranking indeed um, indeed isaac let's just let's start off with a high note what Ooh. was your favorite episode? Oh my god, we're starting top. from the top? Let's go from the top. Top to the bottom, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you had to press me, I would say that uh, my epi- my favorite episode is a cliche because it's the Doctor Strange, um, mm. if he lost his heart instead of his hands That's episode. also my favorite. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. We can talk about this. Yeah. So this is what I wanted the show to be every yeah. week. Like, yeah. I This spoiled me so thoroughly because I was like, Wow, this took like a movie if, from the MCU that I don't even like that much, mm-hmm. gave it much more like of an emotional core. It because it's not limited by the MCU at large, mm-hmm. you're allowed to delve into these like higher stakes and these characters making choices that we don't agree with, and you get into the fucking consequences mm-hmm. of those choices. And I think it is fucking emotional mm-hmm. and beautiful, and I love it as a self-contained episode. You know, I think for by, sure. by the time it wraps up, you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I agree, I agree. I mean, it, it's, I, I, even though I like the Doctor Strange movie um, quite a bit, it does have its problems that I think this episode helps consolidate. Like, um, it's, it is what I wanted this, this series to be every week, every episode, because they take so many I wouldn't even call it risks because there's no risks for what if, you know, but it kind of, it's like, wow, like they can do anything they fucking want to. And I think that they don't realize that in pretty much all the other episodes except for this one. And I'm like, wow, this like, what? Yeah, let's do this a lot. Let's fuck shit up like this every week. This is entertaining. This is what I want. And it's, it, it's emotional and it's not just. What if this character was actually this character? Yeah. And that's what I hated, you know, about the show the most was, was those episodes. But this one was wholly original. Even the title, What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Like, bitch, that's good. That's, that's a that's, good title. That's, that's like good shit. Yeah. much better than all of the other titles, <laughs> yeah. which are pretty simple questions. Right. I, I do like that all of the episodes do you know, center around that question, they fucking mm-hmm. answer to the logical extreme mm-hmm. everything that would happen. Yeah. I just do think that they cheat quite a bit with uh, mm-hmm. with some of the things. We'll, we'll get into that in a later one that I think really bended a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, bent a lot of things. Um, and, man, I don't know. I, I can't diss the Doctor Strange episode. I really liked it. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a 
like cinematic masterpiece or anything but like it was really fucking good and it's yeah. better than like a lot of the marvel movies that have come out mm-hmm. like truly and that's so surprising to see in mm-hmm. this uh in this show you know that is for the most part pretty unimpressive yeah, I, yeah. you know not not getting too ahead of myself yet but I don't know. What's your number two, uh, Casey? My number two is going to be episode number three. It's the... Oh, uh, what if the Earth Avengers. lost its mightiest heroes? I loved it. I, I thought it was great little um, espionage, or I don't know, espionage, assassination Yeah, like plot. a whodunit. Whodunit. Yeah, it's a great whodunit. I, I enjoyed it. This is where I jumped in. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I watched this episode and I was like, this show fucks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I like what they're doing here. I mean, it's right there in the title, but it kind of surprises you. The Avengers fucking die. You know, yeah, they, they're yeah. all killed off one by one, and it's it's dark. It's mm-hmm. the first time the show had stepped into that realm of, like, we have free reign of killing mm-hmm. these characters, and we will. And, yeah. yeah, and they do continuously throughout yeah. the show. It's just never been more of impressive, I'd say, than here of, of seeing everybody die. <laughs> I think what I really like about this episode is that some of the other episodes get a little bit too grandiose and like large in scale and this felt really like grounded, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even though there were some like otherworldly conflicts, like it felt like it kept coming back to like personal relationships. Like, yeah. I really fuck with the way that like um Scarlett, well, not Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson impersonator and yeah, yeah. Nick Fury are getting along and like talking through things and like, I don't know, by the end of the episode, you really do feel like, oh my gosh, Earth has lost like some real fucking heroes that could have helped them out of this jam. Yeah. Um, I think my only complaint, and this is my complaint with a lot of the episodes of the show, is it ends on like an unresolved like little thing uh you know it's like oh captain marvel and captain america are gonna come back Mm, and save the day and it's like well that's not really an ending but okay like maybe you'll explore this later in a later season or something Um, i don't know i will i will go ahead and give a, a little bit of a future talking point from me the way that they ended up revisiting most of those cliffhanger episodes was complete dog shit in my opinion like that was not at all like and it went back and actually hurt these episodes that Mm -hmm. i enjoyed you know like in my eyes now if 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 you had like a cliffhanger ending in your what if episode you probably are now worse in my eyes which is why this episode is actually number three for me Mm -hmm. which i you know i fought for a long time for it to stay at the number two spot because i really do like it so much and it's what got me hooked on the show mm-hmm. but like to be honest i think that the t'challa star lord episode is a little bit better i think that like in terms of like being extremely emotional and like a touching send-off to chadwick boseman right i really enjoy it for that and honestly i just really like how light-hearted and funny it is like i think that on one end of the what if extremity you know you have the we can do a bunch of universe ending character killing shit that Mm -hmm. i really enjoy but on the other end you can just fuck around with the continuity like i love that thanos and that t'challa star lord episode it's just like a chill dude he's like he's like yeah i can i can see that i was wrong (laughs) you know it's not meant to be taken so seriously by like a bunch of marvel fanboys and ironically like it was people freaking out on Twitter about how much they hated that that made me interested in what if again. Right, I was like, yeah. 
that looks dope. I mean, mm. like that looks kind of ge- legitimately funny. You haven't said anything, which makes me worry that you don't like this episode. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this episode hardly at all. It's it's at the bottom, and not because not because I don't think it it need all the episodes need to be serious. Like you know, I just it's for me it's the concept of what if character A was actually character B, and I mm. and I just it just kind of like, I'm like, eh. Like, yeah, the episode was fun. It was definitely a fun episode and I had some enjoyment with it and the Thanos thing was actually really funny and if people actually got mad about that, like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, I there thought There was, was a tweet that was like, please, someone tell me this isn't real. Oh my I'm God. Like, fuck off. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, no, no, that's funny. That's, I enjoyed that about the episode. Not but, like the heist element. I don't know. Like, the, yeah, but it's just, I don't know. The whole episode felt rushed for me, and it wasn't even. Um, I felt like they just could have done better with the character of T'Challa in like a different episode. Like it was interesting, yes, but at the same time, I feel like it still followed a lot of the same story beats as the first one did, um, just with different characters and a different setting. Um, but I mean, yeah, I can see what you're saying though. Like it's just not per- personally, just not one of my favorites i'm glad we have it because mm-hmm. i mean even though chadwick boseman comes back for like four episodes i think yeah yeah um this is the only one he has shit to do in yeah. like two of the episodes are just like he has like a line maybe and mm-hmm. then he's dead which yeah, is yeah. Kind of crazy um we'll talk we'll talk about this yeah. one episode there's one episode that i feel like is pretty mid, but I have a lot of thoughts about it because it should work. I think. Anyway, right. what's your um, what's your number three? So my number three spot, you're probably definitely from the way you've been talking, you're probably gonna disagree with me. But my my favorite is the penultimate episode, episode eight. If what if Ultron won? I I have that as number four. Okay, so we're not too too far off. Divergent. Okay, like yeah. honestly, it, it's where a lot of problems that i have with the serialization of the marvel universe Mm coming to play but i think the penultimate episode is much better than its resolution Mm -hmm. like i i fuck with it i have yeah so i have um spoiler alert i have eight and nine as like in the top like eight is number three for me and then the last episode is number four for me not necessarily because the series like it did annoy me the serialization but what i can't get over is just how goddamn entertaining and amazing the animation was in episodes, both episodes, but especially in nine. But episode eight specifically is really, really also what I want from this show because mm-hmm. you have, um, it's not a concept of what if character A would be. It's like, hey, what if Ultron, the worst Avengers movie, <laughs> yeah. what, if, what if he won? And it's like, okay what he does afterwards is interesting and it's actually entertaining and just like i love the episodes where like everybody fucking dies you know and like every and everything's so desolate and so hopeless um because the villains are actually winning and we get some cool like characters out of that like clint and natasha that's a classic duo in this episode it's still a classic fucking duo it's still entertaining as hell and it just makes me makes you appreciate Ultron a little bit more. And also, when Thanos, Thanos shows up and he just cuts him in yeah. half, that's so fucking funny to me. Um, and he gets the Infinity Stones. Like, yeah, it, it's just a cool episode. And I think the animation is really, really well done. Um, the ending um, leads into you know some problems with the overall show and episode nine, but it's still 
cool as fucking hell. I think the ending where he just senses the watcher and he's yeah. like, oh, there's more universes. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's kind of cool. That was um, pretty jaw dropping. I didn't really care for like their fight afterwards, yeah, no, I and either. I think that okay. So I, I fuck with episode eight because I, I wanted Ultron in that movie to be such a big villain and mm-hmm. like actually matter. And it's cool to get a sneak peek of, of like what that character done justice. What yeah, it looked like. yeah, yeah. I think my only problem with the character is that um, it gets boring pretty quickly uh, mm-hmm. for me. Like he's just like really powerful and mm-hmm. doesn't have much of a motive. And without actual James Spader there yeah. it sounds like a pretty half-baked like yeah. impression and he sounds bored like yeah, it sounds like they've been in the studio all day and it's like okay ross do james spader now and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get all the infinity stones <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that sounds good to us thanks <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean also you bring up the point I don't think the voice acting is great in any of these episodes, to be honest. There's a few standouts, but for the most part, it's really pretty unrelentlessly fucking horrible for me. So this is a big problem I have with the show is like usually when a show jumps into animation and they've got characters from the movies, they'll just go ahead and hire like real voice actors to yeah, like yeah. play those characters and it's fine because they have the vibe down. So what's weird about this show is there's the, <laughs> there's the celebrities who are being paid enough yeah. to come back, and there are the people who want to move on with their careers, yeah. or slash they didn't get offered enough money. Tom right. Holland, not <laughs> in the yeah, show. Not. Um, Robert Downey Jr., definitely well, not, not in, the, in show. the show. I think my biggest beef... Is like it's such a good thing that Iron Man usually dies in the episodes that he's in because the guy impersonating RDJ is fucking awful. Yeah. I hate listening to it. Whoa! Oh my God! What? Come on, girl! What are you doing here, saving me? <laughs> I can't do. Sounds like a twenty-eight-year-old cosplaying at Comic Con trying to do the Robert Downey Jr. voice. I hate it. It's I, bad. Yeah. Um, I think there are some actual talented like voice actors that are here. I think Lake Bell. Taking over for Scarlett Johansson is really, pretty good. I think it's, like, that's she's, really good, actually. She's really gifted at that. I think that my problem is a lot of the celebrities who have come back to voice their characters well, do not bad. sound like they're in it. Like, Tom Hiddleston, believe it or not, like, sounds pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, um, I would also say, does not <laughs> sound his best in the show. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no. He sounds bored. Yeah. Um, like most of them sound kind of bored. Like I think even Brie Larson came back to be yeah, Captain Marvel. Her which is voice crazy. acting is probably the worst. Like, oh my god, it's so bad. All of it's so bad. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's like you'll get a few standouts that are mm-hmm. pretty good. Like I would say T'Challa for the most part. T'Challa is really well voice acted throughout. I also will say Drax is voiced pretty well. Not it's not by Dave Bautista, but whoever did voice Drax, I think is good. Oh yeah, and I mean I like Josh Brolin coming back to be Thanos. That was funny. That like, was he was, he yeah. was just being himself. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's got a real knack for it. Uh. Fuck, what episode were we talking about? Oh, Eight, the nine. penultimate, yeah. yeah. So I really like the penultimate, and I mm-hmm. like the character dynamics and everything. I feel like they ruin a good thing that was going on in 8 mm-hmm. with 9, because the team-up is really 
flimsy. Yeah. I do not agree with the picks that the Watcher no, had like at all. Like mm. Killmonger? Yeah, really? <laughs> like, yeah, no. What? Um and Party Thor? <laughs> like okay. it just seemed like a really like Yeah vague and like weak attempt to yeah. bridge all the episodes together and it doesn't work like mm-hmm. that's the thing is this show should not have tried to team up characters from mm-hmm. the different episodes and it's weak and mm-hmm. the way they revisit those storylines that you thought were going to get a proper resolution it just like pops in for a second it's like oh we're gonna get you out of yeah, here you have been chosen yeah like i it's lame and it feels so rushed mm-hmm. too like that last episode i you know, I hate to say it, but they could have indulged in some length there because currently it's just short and rushed mm-hmm. and not all that good. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like I, I like it because I think the anim so here's one of my problem my the main problem I have with this show. And I think Jacob Kolb said it best. When it slaps, it slaps. Yeah. Yes. And episode nine was full of animation where it just slapped. It just kept hitting. And that's mainly because pretty much all the episode was action. The action, the fighting, you know, how they animate that. And even, um, you know, when the when Ultron and the Watcher are fighting, even that animation is gorgeous. I love it. I think that's, that's what the show, the level this show needs to be on. But in those fucking quieter well maybe not even quieter but mainly just like you know of just characters interacting it looks god awful i hate the animation in this fucking show and that's why i appreciate nine so much is because i didn't notice the animation at all in episode nine and because it was wildly entertaining to watch even though the team up i was like the team up's kind of stupid um but it, it still had some emotion there and uh for me it didn't completely ruin the episodes, you know, like I thought it was for sure. I thought I was gonna hate it when I saw Doctor Strange uh, come back from that episode. I was like, oh no, no, he's supposed to live with his consequences. But then the Watcher just delivers him right back yeah. to that mirror dimension. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm fine with that. So it's not, it's not a complete, you know, uh, 180. Um, but I feel like they should have saved this whole big. What if the Watcher broke his oath? Thing for like a later season yeah because you know? i mean and also they tease it so much in the fucking episode yeah. already that it's like i mean in the episodes already like you see him interfere with dr strange's thing you you see him like tempted a few times and i don't know it works when it's like almost on edge but as soon as he comes into it it's just boring it's yeah. like man it turns out if the Watcher broke his oath, he's he's not doing much. Yeah, there's <laughs> he's no just, consequences. He's for just it. going and getting a few people. Like he's not paying any kind of cosmic price. It doesn't seem like Mm-mm. the timeline's been fucked with. Like it, Mm-mm. why even have the oath? Like just yeah. go ahead and interfere like crazy. Be yeah. God, I guess. <laughs> what else? But, um, What's next on your list? Oh, okay. So I, I've been debating about this. Sorry, I've been in my notes app because I've been trying to rearrange things. Because as I've been thinking about the series, I. I um I've wanted to change things up a little bit more. I think that my next two episodes for the sixth sixth and seventh spot I feel about the same for and it's the Killmonger episode and the Captain Carter episode. Like they could be six or seven interchangeably, I don't really care. Yeah. They're just not terrible. But no, like I liked not... the Killmonger episode a lot. It's next on my list. It's, it's like number five. It's number f- yeah, it's number five. Killmonger episode is number five. I um, 
I don't know. Like, I want to like it because there's some cool ideas there. This is the one where Robert Downey Jr. impersonator really gets on my nerves. And yeah. I also think they bend the canon of the movies a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I think that they change, like, a bit of Iron Man and a bit of Black Panther to kind of fit together more timeline-wise. When it, it feels like, shouldn't uh, Killmonger be, like, a teenager or something? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. by the time of Iron Man and, like... I don't know the the navy seals like thing feels kind of like flimsy and the um, 10 rings like i don't know like i couldn't turn that part of my brain off while watching and also it didn't feel like the episode was that interesting after tony stark was killed like i liked the idea of him not getting to become a hero but like things that bug me like he's way too trusting of killmonger Mm -hmm. uh, which i guess he might be because he never becomes a hero and he never learns like a bunch of important life experiences he doesn't even learn that he can't trust jeff bridges killmonger tells him don't do it so i i liked everything that was going on before they go to wakanda yeah by the time they got to wakanda it was like the worst part of black panther again you know like with the down to the fucking rhinos being ridden against like yep. uh, pretty bland like force you know it just yeah it wasn't that interesting anymore and honestly i just i don't think that this episode is one that could survive without proper resolution like it mm-hmm. builds and builds and builds and then it stops and this is the one where it hurts the most when it's like oh, I thought we might revisit this later. And yeah, it turns out yeah. that it's just going to be a brief glimpse of, like, Shuri, like, running in there, and mm-hmm. then he's gone. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, no, wrap up that story. Yeah, you can't the story just, like, was getting interesting when they ended it. Like, the story was interesting at first, and then the mid-episode was in, but then right when it ended, I'm like, okay, I feel like an episode should have started about right here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this felt like a prologue, and, uh, yeah, that, I, that did bug me a lot, though. This one didn't turn me... Like, I think I'm putting this one above Captain Carter because it didn't turn me away from the series like that one did. And I think that it answers the question it poses a little bit more interestingly. Like, I think that this is one of those episodes where when I look at the series, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that they broke down the logical extreme of everything that would happen if this one event was different. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like there's a lot of ripples in this episode mm-hmm. that are interesting to examine. I just think it's sloppy, you know? Yeah. I think it, the animation doesn't help it Mm-mm. for how many epic battles it wants to have yeah. in the middle of it too. And um, I don't know. It, it's just one that I don't think I'll ever revisit either. Like, none of these I ever I think I'll know. rewatch, you know? Like, I'll talk about them to this week, and then I'll probably not care about it unless yeah. What If Season 2 comes out, but I'm not going to rewatch Season 1 Mm-mm. for this. No, sir. No, uh-uh. sir. No. What do you have uh, next uh, after that? Next, I have the Zombies episode. Um, <laughs> it's it's mid for me. Um, actually, it's, it's in the last four, though, so it's not... I guess it's not... Yeah, I guess it is right at the, you know, crossroads. Um, Yeah, man, I don't know. It's really goofy, and it should work yeah. in this show, right? But it doesn't for some fucking reason. No, it really bugs me how much yeah. it doesn't work. Like, I, I have it as my second-to-last episode. Yeah. Because I, I really didn't like it. Like, I think the one interesting part is when they get to the military base and, like, mm-hmm. vision... Is doing yeah. some fucked up shit there. But, like, I don't fuck. 
fucking care like yeah, about was... the apocalypse the stakes feel so vague like yeah. a one moment we're led to believe you know everyone's holding out for like survival and then you see spider-man tom holland impersonator like uh filming a home video and it's yeah, like humorous yeah. or whatever and it's like what what tone are you going for right. what's the what's the feel here like um i think most of the interesting parts of the zombie episode is character deaths mm-hmm. again which they've already shown us that they're yeah. willing to kill off characters so it feels cheaper other than the fact that it's like gory well kind of gory because i mean like captain america gets split in half mm-hmm. you know you see like some other nasty zombie gore but you never see a human like get yeah yeah killed yeah. like that i agree it's just there's just not a lot to talk about about it you no know? it's just it's just it's just mid it's i don't know it's disappointing it is how like bland it feels because it should i going into the season i really was expecting it to be my favorite episode and it was Mm -hmm. one of my least favorites yeah same that's my number eight which i know we've jumped around on my list but like captain carter is my seven so to to clear up the ranking so far it's number one dr strange number two t'challa star lord which casey is going to be putting that in i think almost the exact opposite spot as me yeah. uh, number three lost its mightiest heroes four ultron winning five the finale six killmonger seven captain carter eight zombies eight zombies okay yeah, so, so so for me there's i have two episodes left for me first it's doctor strange second is lost its mightiest heroes third is ultron winning fourth is um uh the finale, the watcher breaking his oath, and then fifth is uh, the kill the yeah the killmonger episode, and then sixth is the zombies. Seventh for me is the Star Lord T'Challa becomes Star Lord. Okay, uh, which yeah brings me to I guess you're on your last one, but I'm on my next. To last let's one. Let, let's talk about Captain Carter. Or wait, oh hold on, yeah you're so, on your second to last. Okay, yeah I see. So I my see. second to last is 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 the Thor episode with Thor we're an only child. It's, it's number eight for me. Um, I feel like I should like this one more than I do because it, yeah. it, it is silly. Yeah. Like, it's just full-on silly. It just felt like a waste of time, though. Yeah, no, it is def- it's a huge waste of time. I felt that way after watching it. I was like, okay, well, nothing nothing interesting happened. The animation looked the worst that it's ever yeah. looked. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> Everyone sounded bored. Natalie Everybody. Portman is there, and she doesn't care, and... Chris Hemsworth doesn't care, and Taika Waititi's there, and I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm not feeling core yeah, these days. Yeah, no. Know? Like Cat, I, Cat Dinnings, I think was the only one there that was game. Yeah, um, she because she always sounds, you know, up. I think that's maybe this personality, but yeah, no, the story was stupid as fuck. Um, hated that. Hated every pretty much every second of this. I hated. I it's yeah, it's the next of the worst episode. Um, there's nothing interesting about it it does nothing interesting whatsoever i uh don't have anything good to say about it i, I think i like the part where he gets a tattoo that says science science <laughs> that's yeah pretty good that pretty i don't know <laughs> that's it though um, i really i just i think part of it is like i don't care about like yeah. the thor one and two cast like i don't care about mm. jane i don't care mm. about any of those human characters that's why when kat dennings came back to the universe I didn't even know that she had been there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I completely forgot. I have no intention of revisiting the original two Thor movies. And so I yeah, think I that this episode is just lost on me because I think it's dependent on you knowing their casts pretty well and mm. being fond of Being fond Thor. of the Thor movies. Yeah, yeah and I it's know. just like, I, d- I don't care. But yeah, I don't It care. was really boring and a waste of time. I, yeah. I have it as my 
I think as my last place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's your last place? That's my last place. Okay. I was kinder to Captain Carter than you, which... Yeah, which is my last pick. Bum, 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 bum. Um, really weird that they picked this one as the opener of the season, I think. I think it killed I, a lot of its hype. Yeah, like, I, I instantly... Like, I didn't. I don't even think I finished it, like, the first time I started watching it. Like, I think what happened is I turned it off midway... I revisited the show when three and two were out, and then I went back and finished it. But I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened in the ending of the episode. Like I, I remember the beginning because it was unimpressive to me yeah. to like such a grand scale. Like the mm. animation looks like shit. Yeah, in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like it really bugged me. I think that Haley Atwell is one of those people that is actually trying mm-hmm. in the show, which is cool. Yeah, but her voice acting is decent. She's offset by like the fact that they couldn't get anyone else back for that particular episode though like i'm not really digging the steve rogers impersonator Mm -hmm. i'm not really enjoying seeing that character become iron man yeah Uh, i didn't really i just didn't really care for first avenger twists you know like because i don't even like first avenger that much Mm -hmm. so it's like and this is the problem with the show is like it's revisiting a lot of mid marvel movies and it's like Ooh, you know, like here's this one mm-hmm. twist on it though to make it all spicy, and it's like I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the twist is it's just it tells the same story but with a different character and different, slightly different, you know, yeah. consequences of their actions, and it's not even huge consequences, and it's just the same but different, and I hate it. Yeah, um, and I think that it's a horrible way to start off the show. Um, I, I think I honestly do think it killed. A lot of hype for this show. That's why nobody fucking talks about it. Is because the first episode, people are like, I'm not fucking interested. If they had started the first episode off with like three or four or basically... Bless Sorry, you. thank you. Any other episode except, you know, that one or the Thor episode, I feel like people would have would have gravitated to the show a little bit more. And, and But it's just, ugh, you know... I don't know. I also have nothing really good to say about this. The action scenes, you know, like I said, when the animation slaps, it slaps. It slaps for a little portion of this mm-hmm. episode, but that's it. Like, yeah, it's a horrible way to start off the, the season, and it's the worst episode in it's, my eyes. It's just boring. It is boring, yeah. I And I think that's my biggest takeaway from What If is, like, it's a show that could have a lot of fun. And it should be having a yeah, lot more fun should. with itself. And it, it doesn't. It's Mm-mm. just fucking boring. And it's such disposable entertainment. Like, we're we're already moved on to the next thing. I don't think anyone in the Marvel Universe, except for the diehard fans, is going to hold on to anything from the show. I mean, the one aspect of it that could come into play later is dealt with and resolved and locked away mm-hmm. in this show. You know? Like... It, it, I think what was so exciting about the penultimate episode of the show is like, oh, I guess, you know, they weren't bullshitting when they said it would have larger universe consequences. And I thought maybe that meant like Ultron would come back, but with like James Spader, you know, mm, yeah, we yeah. could book him for a movie. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. And mm-hmm. none of this show is going to matter. And it doesn't matter to me. You know, this yeah. it, it just feels like I watched it because it was Marvel. And, you know, I, I, I do enjoy knowing what's going on mm-hmm. with Marvel, but I don't necessarily have any love for it just yeah. because it's under that brand. That, well, that's what's so infuriating about this first season, is, at least, is what they should be doing is having fun. Mm-hmm. And it, they had fun a couple times, but they're not having fun with it, and that's all I want. 
I don't want it to have larger connections to the MCU. Yeah. There's already so much going on with the live action MCU and, and the shows and everything that what if should be a break. Yeah. From it. What if should be just Marvel content having fun with no consequences, no strings attached. Just show me some fun concepts like like the like the fucking, you know, what if Ultron won? Okay, it's a fun mm-hmm. concept. What if the Avengers were getting assassinated? And I, okay, that's fucking awesome. Great. But, you know, it it doesn't. Like half of the episodes are like that and the other half are just so far from what what this show should be um, and probably what the comics were. So, for that, the show gets a 5 out of 10. It's mid it's very mid. It's very mid. Maybe if you do season two, go ahead and just hire some voice actors to yeah. play the characters. Don't and bother. Spend the animation budget yeah. properly this for time. For sure. Just go to 2D animation for Christ's sake. Yeah, like, I don't God. I don't like this weird 2.5D yeah, that we're employing. It's not. Like, it would look so much better if it looked like a comic book. Oh I yeah, like, for, for sure. Real. Um well that that this was a longer episode than I anticipated. I need, but yeah, same. I, I'm glad we, we talked through it though and you know, Daddy Daddy Marvel can't hurt me too bad Mm-mm. now. Nope, not, not too not bad. Not anymore until Hawkeye comes out, and hopefully that's good. I don't I, know. Do you, do you have hype for that show? So, right now, the things I have hope for are the Hawkeye show and Eternals. Because okay. right now, Eternals is getting mixed reviews, and it's directed by Chloe Zhao, and that tells yeah. me that the MCU stands don't like it because they're not action. Um, or as uh, much action. The, it, it seems weird as to who isn't liking it right now. Like it That's seems true, like a lot yeah. of people are not liking it because it's like a mess. But then mm-hmm. a lot of MCU stands are defending it because it's diverse. But then other MCU stands are going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that I have any hype or hope for either of those shows. I feel tired of it right now mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'll get excited when it's coming out if like mm-hmm. if i see like one positive re- review that like gets me you know excited for it maybe mm-hmm. i'll feel like Ooh. i read yeah. you know here's the level of not giving a shit that i'm at the eternals plot leak came out and i i want to just head and read it. <laughs> you read it i don't know maybe it's better on screen yeah it seems pretty uh Pretty mid. Pretty mid? <laughs> pretty, pretty basic. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that anything I read seems horrible. I would say it seems very predictable and formulaic. And I think that the only thing I'm interested in how it is put to the screen is to see what choices Chloe Zhao made with that story. Um, I don't know. I'm going to see it probably. Yeah. I don't care. Anyway, this, this is the, uh, my obligatory I don't care about Marvel speech until we talk about it next time. And I <laughs> and you care. <laughs> and I care again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm off to see, I'm off to watch Doom tonight. Wish oh gosh, luck. I hope you love it. I hope you love it. And I, it sure is a darn shame that Last Night in Soho comes out later this week because oh. I would love to have talked about that before Halloween. Yes. It's not necessarily just Halloween though. It's an Edgar Wright hype beast hype beast hype what lots of good movies coming out now that we're in awards buzz season this is my favorite time to be alive i just need to catch up on everything but i am excited let's go let's fucking go let's fucking go uh and you viewer viewers go um you go keep going okay yeah good job all right that's that's it well i'm so fucking tired of this podcast i I hate these so Are you, were you thinking that? Uh, yeah. Thinking yeah. That? Okay. This is the last fucking episode. This is the last Goodbye. fucking episode. Goodbye.